And we are live. Welcome back to On The King's Dime. It is Monday night. We are here to discuss the round five action uh, against the New Zealand Breakers and the Illawarra Hawks. We're back home finally. And uh, yeah, we were in the building Friday night. It was good to be home. It was a, uh, it was a good night out. Uh, absolutely bucketed down <laughs> as well <laughs> while we're out there. Luckily, we, we just missed the rain, which was good. Um, and then, yeah, the, the uh, heartbreaking loss sort of on the, uh, on the weekend against the Illawarra Hawks. Having those guys back in the building was an interesting contest. Uh, but as always, you can like and subscribe on YouTube. We're on Facebook as well. Uh, we're also on Twitter doing some tweeting about uh, terrible ref decisions and stuff like that. That's always fun to watch us uh, be salty about that. Uh, and the podcast is available on audio platforms such as uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. What was the other one? There was one more, I think. Spotify's on. It's on Apple. There was or... yeah. There was there was another one. So um, I'll I'll. T- I'll Shout it out in the Facebook page, uh, what they are. I'll get it, gather a list together. So if you want to listen on audio form, uh, that's the way to do it. And if you want to check us out, uh, sorry, you want to hit us up and try and get us to put it on your preferred platform, just send us an email or send us a uh, message on Facebook. We'll try and do that for you. Uh, anything else we need to plug? Oh, I did a video on the, how we how we overcame the, the Adelaide 36s. Uh, it was a long one. I want I'd, I'd seriously could have gone an hour just geeking out on some of the stuff that we ran in that game. It was a really good performance. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, go and check that out on YouTube. Uh, and yeah, thanks to everyone as well for giving us three to one MVPs. We're getting more and more people doing that. That's always a good thing. We want to get more fan interaction this season. And yeah, it's good. So make sure if you haven't done that and you're listening right now, just go onto one of our posts, even on this one, and just give us a three to one who you thought was the best player. And the second best player and the third best player, three, two, one. It's pretty, pretty easy. Go and do that if you haven't done that. And I think that's that's everything. Um, first, first game, New Zealand Friday night, back in the building. Good to be home. It's great to be home. That was a very surreal, strange experience to be in the building where we're learning sign language of how to sign yeah. S and Y instead of yelling. But everyone's yelling, and no one's wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like, and nobody is wearing masks. Like I was just a bit like, whoa. Um, but yeah, you, you were you stayed strong. You wore the mask the entire time. I had the mask just around the neck, just making sure if anyone came past, it was like, oh, put your mask on. I could, yep, no worries. I just put it on. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a bit, you know. Bit. Didn't someone get kicked out of the opera house for not wearing a mask? Yeah, I read it. Read about it the next night. <laughs> it's like, why didn't like, they go to the basketball? That <laughs> <laughs> there's an outbreak at the Sydney Kings game. So yeah, I thought. Um, armchair COVID, we'll start with that. That was, yeah, I thought it was a bit like, oh, okay, cool. Um, it, was, it was in the tickets, like you have to wear a mask, like mm. bring a mask. And then there was just no one there policing anything. Yeah, there was, there, yeah, there was no one there. Actually, that's the, that's the part that I was like, oh, there's no one. You know, there was like a bomb scanner to go in, basically. Um, we had to go yeah. in through these, these crazy scanners and stuff like that. And then to get inside and, you know, we, we saw probably – where around us there was probably maybe 30 or 40 people at most in our bay sort of wearing masks, but the majority of people weren't really wearing masks. It was a little bit like, oh, okay, cool. And then you instead of being like, oh, this is a disgrace, like why aren't people wearing masks? I was kind of just like, oh, everyone's a bit like, you know, oh, whatever. And that that's a bit weird. Does that yeah. not feel a bit weird that everyone's no, just to be like, ah, it's all good? Fatigue, mate. We've got this COVID fatigue. Mm. It's we've had enough of this bullshit. We just want to get back to uh, to some normality and stop all these ridiculous lockdowns and and just everything. So I think it was just yeah, everyone's sick of it. You know, it's been a little bit open, more open and liberal in New South Wales for a while now. And yeah, we're just happy to actually get some basketball back in the house. It's funny how you know Melbourne's gold standard. Oh, we're going to put a tournament down in Melbourne, and now it's Ooh. kind of Sydney that's the um, that's the uh, the gold standard of openness and mm. preparedness, and but yeah, it was a bit interesting to see just absolutely zero masks. You look at all the Adelaide games on TV, look at the Melbourne games, you know, everyone's wearing masks. Mm. It's just like as soon as they finish their sip of water, like the mask back up. Yeah, you there, and mask back on. It's just like in in Sydney, there was just I, we didn't I didn't see anyone like checking tickets inside, looking at anything, checking masks. Mm. It was like no COVID safety marshals. The staff weren't even wearing masks. Some of them. It was just really mm. weird. Yeah, it was it was unusual. 
and we, we went to Dirty Bird beforehand and just none of the staff were wearing masks mm. and there was like 15 of them in a confined space. You're just like, well, this is just ripe for the ripe for the taking. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but it is what it is. I just, yeah, I thought it was a bit strange. You know, I'm, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me to be honest, but... I, I thought there was going to be like crackdowns and stuff. Like that's that's what I was expecting. I'm I'm, I'm less of a oh, knocking people out and more just like, oh, I was expecting people to be a bit more full yeah. on about this, which, uh, yeah, they just weren't. So it was a, it was an interesting night. It was not, not a good game of basketball, let's be honest. No, it was pretty terrible. A um, little, little bit of road fatigue, I'd say, from the boys going all, all the way out on that huge six-game road stretch to come back. Back in the building, sleeping in their own beds, you would think they'd come out with a point to prove. Um, and you made a really good point. We're sitting there on the night saying, you know, whenever New Zealand come and play in, like in our arena, we always just play down to their standard. Yeah, that, that New Zealand team I feel sorry for because they signed Lamar Patterson who he, was just, he must have been eating some Krispy Kremes over the break, man, because he does not look like a basketball player that's fit. And he's, he's fallen way, way off a cliff. Mm. Like his 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 form and you know scoring six points. I think he had zero the other night in the game. You know this was a guy that two seasons ago was putting up twenty and six a night and twenty and eight a night, but not anymore. And so that's their kind of import. And mm. um, you know it's really just up to the Webster brothers to just fang bombs from everywhere and and see if they hit. And we and we um, did get we did get a bit of Webster action. Yeah, we um, what do you think about Ty Webster, the younger Webster? Look, they're both pretty savvy little point guards. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I think that they played well. A little bit too much, like kind of like weekend street ballers more than, you know, getting the team involved. The team's weird though. It's not really built well. They had a couple of you know, Iverson. He's a big, big, and Rob Lowe. They got some big like centers, and I mm. think that was what that was our biggest struggle. I think if we went to more of like a faster, faster style game. We would have blown them out of the water, but they had some big centers that could set some good screens, could just bash us in the in the paint. You know, Jarrell Martin, you know, playing him at the five because we're kind of down, um, down a bunch uh, is not really helping in stretches. I mean, when Hunter was on the floor, he was okay, but um, yeah, they had some big centers, and that really caused us some problems pretty much for the first three quarters. And then we kind of figured out how to get around that when they got into a bit of foul trouble. Um, quarter four um and that was it that was the, the kind of the the way but that, that that game was very uneventful we didn't like oh this this guy had a good performance this guy no nah, just kind of just kind of limped to a, a, a like a standard conclusion yeah it was <laughs> i think did the boys feel flat like it felt flat to start with like it felt like almost an exhibition type game where you mm. come out, you know, at a level that's professional. You know, we'll play at a level. We'll, we, you know, just just feel the feel the game out. Um, I think we tried to kind of put a little run together in the third, and it didn't really happen. And then suddenly they were up, I think three or four in the fourth quarter, and then we just you know went on that huge run to basically seal the game. The boys were just like ah, f- like phoning it in, and then ah, you know, we'll just put a fourth quarter run together, boys. It's all good. Win that game. Um, and none of the guys really played that well, I thought, which was a worry. Like it was and, – and like nobody had a performance where you looked at that and went, wow, like, you know, these guys are really staking their claim mm. for, for you know, some, some accolades on this team for more minutes, et cetera, et cetera. DJ struggled a little bit, but you're right. They kind of had, a, some, had some bigger bodies. Um, Lamar Patterson, obviously one of eight. And I think his, his one basket from the field came like right at the end, basically at the end of the game, they were down like the end of the game play. Basically. Did he shoot a three or something? No, it was like, he just drove in under no, uh, like yeah. no defense and just laid the ball in <laughs> as his only made basket from the field. And he, he struggled defensively too. Like he, he had to guard, um, Sean Bruce and DJ a little bit and they kind of ran him ragged and it's, it's kind of what was expected. Uh, for this Sydney team. The other thing too, you're right about there having a couple of big bigs, like Iverson's a big guy and Rob Lowe's a big guy and then you're kind of punching the ball to Martin the entire time. Yeah. Like expecting him to, you know, really finish around these bigger guys. There's a couple of times he finished around them and there was a couple of good finishes from him. Um, But mainly, you know, I, I I don't know what that Breakers team really is, but at the same time, I felt like we played down to their level as opposed to, you know, we played down to their level. I also thought that they, they fouled a lot. They a lot of 
a lot of fighting around screens, a lot of, you know, clipping guys, a lot of holding. Um, 25 yeah. fouls. Yeah. To was, our 12. <laughs> yeah, it was just absurd. And these weren't like, this wasn't home cooking. Like sometimes I agree there's some home cooking. These were bad fouls. Like these were just clearly like, and he's just pushed him over or like, and he set a screen that's still moving like three meters. Yeah, right. Uh, he grabbed past. the guy on a screen and just pushed him over and then turned around yeah. and went, what? What do you mean that was a bad screen? <laughs> but essentially we won the night because we shot the, the, the went to the free throw line and, and shot the ball really well. We've only mm. missed, missed three. Free throws of 28, was yeah. it? Yeah. 25 of 28. 25 of 28. And that's something we, I think we're shooting the free, th- uh, shooting free throws at about uh, 79%, I want to say. I've got the numbers here. I'll just quickly get them up. Um, but it's, it's, it wasn't great, to be honest. Um, uh, getting there, getting there. Come on. Uh, we are shooting at 75% this season. So for us to, you know, make 25 of 28 was basically won us the game. Yes. Um, okay, you wouldn't say necessarily that won us the game. Like, oh, lucky we, we shot well at the free throw line because that won us the game. But at the same time, basically supplement, supplemented it, a, it enough for us yeah. to win the game. Um, performances? Nothing stood out. Nothing. Nothing. Surely Bruce, Zero. I think, had a, had, a, had a decent game. Um, Moller was terrible. Bananavich. I thought Moller was all right, actually. Um, I, without I scoring, just, I thought, yeah. you know, a little bit better. Like he's got the size to kind of get around the bigger guys and cause a little bit of mayhem, which I thought he did. It kind of helped us at Turned the end. Turned the ball over a lot though. For, um, so that was newly. No, he, yeah, yeah for turn that newly. Yeah, we'll get to newly because there's there's um there's a sec- segment on newly. Um, yeah, look, I mean, in the game against. Fast forward to the Sunday game. Yeah, Moller, for my mind, was was man of the match, just what mm. he was able to do towards the end of that game to keep us in it. But, yeah, for this game, no no performances stood out. Casper shot the three ball well, but then just kept running into traffic and trying to score, and that was, you know, a bit silly. Jerome Martin had a decent game. Like, it just, like, we're sitting there, and we're just kind of like, oh, this game is not really great. Um, even, the, even sort the of in the third and fourth, you're kind of sitting there down but still kind of going, eh, I don't really care that we're down. Um, yeah. And I don't really care if we, you know, win the game from here as well. <laughs> like it didn't have that feel of just like, I can't believe we're down. Like this is, you know, what's going on? Like I kind of just sitting there just going, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pull this out probably. Um, this is, you know, we had three off the bench. Tommy Vodanovic, Moller and Yuli. We, we were, da- we're down to eight players and it's just. It's a slog. Sorry, uh, Kendrick Drew. Um, Kernish drew 46 seconds was, mi- was minus 4 in 46 seconds and he was yanked he, he came yeah, out he, I think they scored two baskets I remember telling you hey he's coming out on the court and then uh, I think he made two terrible plays and then they scored two baskets and he got yanked it was like okay have, another, have a seat down there you're not coming back out tonight uh, yeah. Tommy V Tommy Vaudeville got his quota one of two it was good yeah, um, yeah it wasn't that bad um yeah, it just wasn't a performance that I was com- completely impressed by, and it was a bit a bit of a shame to to go to the game. Would have been a much better game to go on Sunday, even though we did lose. It was more of that kind of nail biter vibe. Whereas this was just like, and we're always going to beat, we're always going to beat them, especially when they're all fouling out and all in foul trouble. Now they're not defending, and there's a run, and it's all over. Yeah, I think I just didn't want to go to a game where we lose. <laughs> I thought we were just going to crush the breakers. You know, everyone would have been itching to come out and you know really show off in that game, but. We didn't, we didn't see that. It was very just, you know, let's make this kind of like an exhibition game, play slow pace. Um, Shawnee Bruce had nine points, four assists again. He runs that pick and roll quite well, except we just don't have great, like great pick and roll players. We've got like mm. Jordy's not, no, not horrible. Jarrell Martin's not horrible, but we don't have a big that it's just like Shawnee, you know, you're going to get eight or nine buckets tonight just from running pick and roll. Like it's yep. it's very disjointed and um, the slow pace was a real struggle. Uh, we we had very few assists in this game. I remember looking. I was looking at the stat pack. Uh, I think we had uh, eleven assists. I think we're averaging. What are we averaging? Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure we're averaging about twenty assists a game. Um, so yeah, to have eleven, that's not great ball movement, and that was one of the big things. We're like very static. Yep. 
um, kind of tossing it into guys, Jarrell, um, Geordie, you know, inside. Geordie's a bit still a little bit of an enigma. He can play really well. You're like, wow, man, you, you, um, he did have a good block this game, though. He did have a good block. Uh, he did. I can't remember who it was on there. Yeah. Delaney. It was Delaney tried to yeah, dunk was, over the top of yeah, him. Yeah, that's him. right. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a good block. That was, that a, was that like was... in slow motion at the game. Yeah. Like it just felt like that was in slow motion. Delaney bringing it up the floor, slow motion. And he was just like, right, I'm going to dunk on him. And, and Geordie's just like, no, I'm going to block her. And then it happened. <laughs> you know, it was, was, it was strange, wasn't it? That was kind of the only time in the game where everyone's like, yeah, get up out of your seat and we're going back to sit down because it's the breakers. Yeah. We're just talking to each other, just like, oh, okay. It's a bit of a social outing. All these ladies are there. It's just like, oh, this is, you know, good Good that they're, they're, you know, we're there to support and pay for some tickets. But, um, yeah, it's um, a bit light on the old entertainment at the moment, isn't it? The, uh, the, 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 the live game. Mm. Yeah, can't shoot shirts in the crowd. There's not really anyone doing anything. Yeah, it's everyone's just kind social of like, distancing. And it's half time. Hmm. And it's just quiet. And you're like, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. The clapping sticks too. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's clappy sticks like are good, but always, like I was telling you, it always just reminds me of that Melbourne, that first Melbourne game with Bogut when he fouled out. And I just remember them standing there for like the first two minutes of the game, me just being like, stop clapping them sticks, sit down. Like, this is annoying. <laughs> But that's that's a good addition because if you don't have a huge arena, like a full arena of guys, of people yelling, like those sticks actually make some atmosphere. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, yeah cool. Because I think oh, I'm yeah, pretty they're... sure Leicester do it in the Premier League. I remember them doing it with like them stupid clappy stick things, like the, the yeah. hands that are plastic. And that was like, oh, man, that makes a lot of noise. So it's good to see those those sticks in action. But, yeah, the atmosphere is just weird. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just a, a little bit weird. But I, I was happy to be out there and – you know, watching yeah. this team, it's always it's always a different experience watching it at home as opposed to watching it in the building. Like you get all these different perspectives. The game feels slower. Like you're watching yeah, the game and it just doesn't feel as fast-paced and powerful as it does when you're watching it on the TV. Yeah, the camera, I think the camera panning, definitely when you've got it in one one kind of eye motion, mm. you just have to look up, then, yeah, it's a little bit different. You, and especially from where we were, we could kind of get the whole game. Mm um without moving our heads which was which was good but yeah that that's really it from from the, the from that game I, I do because because we we are going to talk about newly in this hawks game but newly's like around the basket game is disappearing it's just gone he was so good like the first two games just like mm. oh yeah it's brad and i'm wondering if he's if he's got a bit of a niggle and just playing through it is mm. there's something going on there because that's not brad that's very, very like his hands are a bit all over the place as well. He was dropping balls. He was like backing in on guys and then going, oh, I'm not going to go to the hole. I'm going to just catch it and then like try and toss it back out to someone. He's just like, man, just go to the hole. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you, you know, you're in transition. You've got 15 feet. There's two guys in front of you. Just go at them. What are you doing? <laughs> um, and that I think was a big part of why we struggled because – there was a few opportunities for him to really like really push the pace and make us run. And I said in that video, like we, we've got to up our tempo. We've got to play with speed because that was one of the reasons we beat Adelaide is the, the speed just absolutely destroyed mm. them. And we've got some guys to do that. Like Sean Bruce is really good at getting out in transition. Like Brad Newley, they had a, had a run out um, against Adelaide where basically it was just out in front of everyone. I was just like, oh, I'll just toss it to Brad and, you know, it's an easy layup. But there was no, no chance in this game to do any of that, um, no. which is a worry. Uh, Casper, yeah, yeah, 22. DJ, 17 was another solid. What, what's your thoughts on DJ before the Illawarra game? He's There's definitely room to grow, but in saying that, he's probably the most exciting young prospect in the league. He's. It doesn't seem like Brucey can create a shot in rhythm. Um or create a shot off the dribble, whereas DJ can. He's got a good mid-range game. He's got a good rim game. He's got a good three-point game. Um, probably doesn't have the court vision that he can potentially develop. It's more. It's all singular. It's always just bucket, bucket, bucket. And I think that maybe sometimes he's got to look up. Um, but I didn't see a lot of great picks being set. They don't ever double rub. Like there's no ever double rubs for him to set up DJ. Mm. However, in this game, they did set some good down screens for him to get open in the corner. So they set some Casper down screens to get him open in the corner. Um, and he hit, a, he hit two corner threes, which were nice uh, in this game. But um, 
it's it's he's a he's a rookie, right? It's his first season. And he feels like he's good enough to be, oh, you've been here three years and you're the main main weapon yeah. on offense. Yeah. Um, basically because there's a bit of a dearth in that shooting guard, small forward type position. You know, Newley's shooting the three ball quite well on sort of low amounts. Um, he's, our be- he's got our best three-point percentage this season. And it doesn't – like I, I like DJ creating shots, but it, it, takes it, it takes it out of the flow of what we're doing. Like you can tell it's like, oh, DJ's, you know, grabbing the ball and having to make things happen as opposed to him just scoring in the flow of what we're doing on offense. Yeah. Because it also takes Casper out as well. Like it's just a, it's a, it's a weird dynamic we're kind of having to build into this team basically because he's a rookie and because we've got a bunch of glue guys and they're nothing to glue together. Yeah. And there's no, like, I'm sure if, if it was DJ's second or third year and he was like, I want to go to the NBA next year, like, he'd just be gunning and it'd be a lot, lot better to watch. I think he'd be playing a lot better. Um, but I think you're pairing him with a, a point guard in Casper, it's just, it's not, I don't think it's the right fit. It's just a there's, bit, it's a bit unusual. Yeah, I think DJ's definitely someone you kind of put in with, with Bruce. I think it, it's a DJ-Bruce mix. Um, but then again, you know, we, yeah, this, this team this year is really just, we're just injury prone, mm. injury riddled, and you're just kind of putting your, your best on the floor that you can. It's running on fumes, point. eh? <laughs> yeah, it's running very, you know, you know, uh, and, and we can talk about this next game because there was some very, very low IQ plays in this next game mm. from Tommy V, from Hunter, just, you know, fouling out and then, oh, okay, that's it. And then, you know, I have to say from my mind, uh, the Sunday game, uh, Moller was my man of the match, three points. Just what he did off ball in shutting down Cam Bairstow, in getting those re- rebounds, getting the offensive rebounds. Now, he kept us in that game. Mm. If, if there's no Moller, there's no, there's no us game. There's, there's nothing. Yeah, um, single-handedly, I think, he had something to glue together basically because it was like, you know, a raft going down to rapids basically. <laughs> you yeah. know, he had like, it's like, we've got to do this. Otherwise, we're going to lose this game handily. Um, so it was good to see him play play really well. Um, that Illawarra team, if we can just quickly, it's it's a good team. It's not a great team, but you can tell it's well coached. It's very, very. And that is, it just goes a long way. Um, in the fact that, you know, Ogilvy on offense, ugh, pretty, pretty average. Sam yeah. Froling, you know, against our array of bigs can, can have a good night. Like he didn't have a great night, um, but he's, he's a crafty player who can get going. Dengadel, I didn't think played that well. Didn't play that well, but shot big in some points. Mm. Um, Made a couple of clutch buckets, you're right. Um, I like Justinian that- Jessup. Um, he, he went 53 in this year's draft, I think. He yeah. went really late second round. Mm. He's a draft and stash from the Warriors, yeah. Good, good. I mean, he'll ne- he's not NBA quality. Um, I think he's like about like the – he'll make about the Canard, Luke Canard level. He really reminds me of Luke Canard. Like a scorer that just isn't like, wow, what a scorer, but a scorer that's like, hey, hey pretty solid. You know what I mean? He's, a, he's, a, he's only about six foot. Luke Canard, six five. Uh, Jessup, I think he's – let's check that. But you can, you can tell that team's well coached. Yeah, it's very well coached. Um, yeah, it's it was good. Um, He's listed on NBA draft at six seven. Justinian Jessup. Yeah, he did not look six seven. Uh, yeah, he's listed at six seven. I think he looks a little bit bigger than he looks. Yeah, I think he is a bit bigger than he looks. But yeah, he just feels like that scorer, like a combo scorer, like mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, handy little scorer type guy. So and I, it's what that Illawarra team needs. Um, if you look at really, you know, like Ding Ding Nah White. Darling, like they, they've got a lot of scorers on that team. It's just like minuses, like Ogilvy and Froling. You're not going to get a uh, a Humphreys type performance out of those guys. No. So so Jessup's got to stand up. Harvey, you know that that floater man, that those <laughs> 16, 18 foot floaters. Somebody should be just like, no, you can't play basketball. Sorry, like if you're going to keep shooting those, you can't be playing professional basketball. Like shoot a jump shot or get off the court. <laughs> um, but he he hit a huge three at the end too. Yeah, that, was that was just, just like sniper. Well, you just like, and that's a chuck, and it went down. So what are you, what are you gonna do? The salt. 
Yeah, I actually I forgot. I'm gonna change it over to on the king's salt. Just give me a sec. Here we go. <laughs> Boom on the king's salt. Yeah, I li- but I like that team. That team's not a bad team. I think in a few yeah. years it's going to be really good. Um, the Gorge is a good coach. It was interesting for him, for Ford to go up against Gorge, and this is kind of what I wanted to get to. I thought with Ford's like options just dropping away and the scramble that we had to play under, um, the fact that like uh, guys were dropping like flies and things were happening, I thought Ford coached quite well. It was quite a decent. He coached quite well until until right made- at the end. Yeah. The worst mistake of any of any Sydney coach I've seen, and and I've we, we've witnessed Andrew Gaze. I think this is probably the worst, single worst decision in that kind of game scenario. I actually like the game he the last game play he dialed up to get the three point. I think mm. that was a great play to get Newly open in the corner. I mm. think great. You've you've definitely upped that, but why you don't call a timeout when nothing's happening? Mm-hmm. Plays breaking down, and they're you know. That's just like why. I feel like we saw that already this season. Did we see Not, that in the Taipans game? Was it in the Taipans game where we didn't call a timeout and it, the clock went all the way down to like three seconds and then we had that shot at the end that he missed? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that same thing happened. I don't know why I didn't just think of that until right then. The same things happened. This, um, this was worse. This so, was but worse. that kind of makes me think it's Casper though. Like it's an on-court thing. No. Do you reckon? No, nah, Ford should just come out, time out, time out, time yeah, out. Yeah, straight out, just just running on the court, yeah. throwing his jacket, yeah, a shoe that, maybe. You've you got seven seconds left, right? That's enough to dial up a basket and then mm. put put the the onus on the other team to shoot with one and a half to two, three seconds left. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what you need to do. I'm sure we yeah. had the ball with like. 14, 15 seconds to go. We had the ball with 14, 15 seconds left, but it was clear with about seven seconds to go that the play was going nowhere. No one was coming up to screen yeah. and it was breaking down. And that's when you call the timeout. That's where you – yeah, I was, I was expecting him to just like run on the court, be throwing shoes, yeah. socks, everything, <laughs> throw dings everywhere. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's – it's it's so hard too because it's it's a guy you, you want to – it's a guy you want – to do well. And it's it's not a mistake where you're like a gaze type scenario where you're just like, well, gaze is going to make this mistake. He makes the mistake and you just go, well, that's gazy. Yeah. Um, he's a guy where you're just like, oh, man, it's a crusher that you're like, man, why did you have to make that mistake? Why do we not have to call timeout? Like, why like, why did we have to make that error? Um, for, his, for his sake, um, the player's sake, I thought, and Casper too, after having – Casper had two like pretty good games. And you're like, Kaspar, like, here, here he is. He's turning the corner. And then to make that mistake, you're just like, all the credit's just gone now. And you're just like, oh, that's oh, all these credits. He's back to zero now. Start again, Kaspar. Have another good game, a couple of good games, and win everyone back again. Look, I think he made some, a lot of – Kaspar had a couple of good shooting games. I think he made a lot of good choices. Yeah, only shot uh, – only attempted five threes in that, this game. Three of five, Sunday. 60%, which is really good. That's, that's so much better. You know, mm. that's, that's – you know – Shawnee didn't have a great game, one of four. Ten um, assists, though. Yes. And that's, that's again, we are talking about the, the pick and roll with Hunter and Martin, yes. a little bit with Moller as well. It's, it's just not enough for those guys on the team for him, you know? And it, it's another, again, another scenario that kind of breaks offense. Jordan Hunter, 12 minutes, four turnovers. Four turnovers, five fouls. The last five one, fouls. the last one, um. Let's talk about those fouls. Like Tommy, Tommy's foul was just like a face up under the basket. I'm, yeah. I'm more annoyed that guys are fouling out on that. Like, come on. Like, do we have to see guys foul out on a, oh, they're under the basket and they matched up. Like, I, I'd, I'd understand if like you foul the guy out because he went up and hacked a dude trying to like save a basket. Yeah. And you go, that's a stupid foul. You deserve to sit down. Like, not like two guys just bodied up under the basket and it's like, oh, foul. And then that guy's off the floor. It's like, God damn it. And then Geordie Hunter, wasn't, wasn't it a dunk? Pretty sure he tried to dunk over someone and he got yeah, fouled oh, out. That's his, yeah, that's right. It was an offensive foul. And his, his legs were in the air. He was still moving. Yeah, pretty sure it's falling. He, he, he jumped in front of you. Oh, man. The, the, I, the, I, think the, I hate charges, man. Like, why? I don't understand. I, Explain to me how, right? Not even contesting a shot. In that, in that scenario, not even trying to contest a shot means you are rewarded with a foul. 
is in the the defender. I don't. I hate that man. Like if a guy's in the air, I don't think you can be in front of a, a player who's about to dunk the ball and just be like, I'm going to reward the defender who just was standing in front of a guy about to dunk all over him with a foul. Yeah. Now well, I don't. I, I hate that call. I think we've lost the the meaning of an offensive charge. We've mm. lost the meaning. I think these days it's just like if you're able to get some part of your body in front of a guy who's going to the rim or who's going in your direction, then you got there first and therefore it's a charge, right? Mm, mm. But that's actually not the way it's supposed to go. It's supposed to go if you've got your feet set and you're not moving and a guy decides to barrel through you, mm. that's an offensive foul. Mm. And I'll take it back to the drill Martin who took a charge, I think second quarter this game. Mm. He was standing there for like three or four seconds yeah. and he got smacked into. That's a charge, right? Mm. But the guy, like, I, I look at it more like if you have a chance to go around the player and score the ball, that's yeah. like if you just go straight into the player, to me, it's like, okay, and then you're opening yourself up for a charge call. Um, but in, in most scenarios, like we had, Jarrell had one in the Adelaide game where he went to go around Pinder and Pinder just kind of went like that. Yeah. And you're like, that's not a charge. It's just a no. textbook block. I hate the ones where they're like, you're about to get dunked on, you just slip underneath someone, fall over, and they're just like rewarded with a charge. It's like, no, like you should be rewarded with getting dunked all over and laughed at on the floor. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. I hate that. That was, yes. a, that was an annoying call. And in the context, you know, Jordy didn't have the greatest game. Had a couple of fouls in there that were stupid where you're just like, Jordy. Like, you wouldn't be fouling out if you didn't make those stupid, two stupid mm. fouls. I think there was two in the second quarter. One where he just grabbed you. One where he wasn't looking. I'm sure he had one where um, the ball went back up court. He wasn't even looking and then he had to turn around and just foul. And he was like, oh, yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Like, I, I guess that's that's the part that's the most annoying about those fouls. But, yeah, that foul for him to foul out on was just really, really annoying. Um, but, yeah, down the stretch of that game was – it was tough, man. And Jarrell, we haven't really touched on Jarrell. We kind of touched. We we're kind of talking on him, basically. Um, this um, is, if, if this is long term, this is our season. Really, yeah. it's kind of you know a guy that puts up twenty, you know, defends fairly successfully against four and five. You know, twenty and twenty and five night guy. Yeah, Geordie's not going to put up that. No, nah. kick it is still injured. We may see something. You know, from kick it. I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, if if Jarrell kind of goes and he's out for the season, we get an injury, another injury replacement. Mm-hmm. Who's in the Who's in the injury replacement market? For- Jonah Bolden. Uh, <laughs> Obligatory. It has to be said every time. Thon maker, like yeah, it's a thon. Um, I don't think it's going to happen just because of the quarantine issues and things like that. And mm. you know, wow, what about Brokoff going to Southeast Melbourne? Yeah, man, that's big coup. Yeah, they're, 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 you know, they're, um, that's a big pickup. <laughs> yeah, it's a great pickup for them. It's a great pickup. Um, but how, how many times we've, we've had, what, you know, three or four chances this season to pick up a player of that caliber? And we kind of whiffed a couple of times. You know, yeah, Jarrell Martin was, was a good pickup. And I, I think um, to pick up Jarrell Martin was a hit. You know, yes. to, to say that we have whiffed a couple of times, you know, we hit on Jarrell Martin. It was just an unfortunate injury that he picked up in this game. Um, I, yeah, don't trust where we're going to, for us to just be like, you know, we're going to pick up exactly the right, you know, big that we need to slot into this team and get our season back well, on yeah, track. This is the problem. If it's if it's an injury, you've, oh, you've got to think of it two ways. You know, you've got kick potentially coming back in a week and week or two. Or you go overseas. If, if if Martin's out for the year, then you go overseas. If he's out for four to six weeks, then you have to go local. Mm. Um, and then you're dealing with, you know, who's in the center pool locally. You know what I mean? Who who have we got locally that's that's a center? I mean, I haven't seen Dane Pinot anywhere. Is Dane Pinot not being picked up Is by he anyone? still at Southeast Melbourne? I don't think so. I know uh, Danga Kuth's unattached. He's a free agent. Pledger's a free agent. Um okay. Uh, yes, Dane Pinot apparently, according to Wiki, is still attached to Southeast Melbourne. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's Pledger is still a free agent. Uh, there was another one, ex-Perth player. Oh, I can't think oh. of who it is, but um, but you would think surely, like if we haven't gotten them by now, like we're not going to get them, you know? Well, I mean, again, it's just injury cover. If they're not if they're not playing overseas and they're here. Then you know you potentially could pick them up as an injury cover 
at this period of time, which we do need. And that's the issue, right? Is just how long this injury is going to um, have Jarrell out for. You know, mm. we're what, six games in? We're looking at what, a 20, 24 game season? Maybe it's going to be a reduced season. I don't know. Mm. So, we, you know, potentially a quarter way through the season, we actually don't even know yet what this season's going to look like. Um, and if we're halfway still not anywhere, then, you know, I think you can kiss, kiss NBL 21. Goodbye. Mm. So I'm just looking on Twitter. There's no, like, there's a bunch of posts of any word on Jarrell Martin. Um, no, no word yet. So, but it didn't look good. So I was, I was, I reviewed the footage. Um, he, he went down, he didn't slip on the decal. So there's been a huge sort of backlash. It wasn't a decal related injury. He kind of slipped just outside it on the, uh, the, the restricted circle. And he went off uh, like he couldn't, he had to be carried off the court. And that was the first thing I was like, well, that's the end of that. Like, you know, usually when you're getting carried off the court in that scenario, it's not good. And you go, okay, yeah, fair enough. But then he's on the sideline after Jordan Hunter goes down court, gets fouled. He's about to shoot free throws. And he's on the sideline, like doing work, like standing under his own weight, doing like little, little yeah. bends. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. Like if you're able to be carried off and then now suddenly you're doing bends on the sideline, can't be that bad. But then he went, he went down the tunnel and they were essentially saying like, you know, he's not coming back. For the night, so so at the at the start, like you know me, like uh, even when I'm watching NBA, I'm always just like amputated, like he's done, he's gonna die, sepsis, it's over straight away. Um, I went, oh no, that's it, season, like he's out. And then when I saw him doing that, I was like, oh okay, maybe maybe that's a four to six week injury, but I, I don't know, it was a bit of a strange one. It's tough in this league when four to six week injury literally means like a ten game stretch out of twenty four. You're like, and <laughs> yeah. there's the season done. <laughs> so much. it's going to be it's it's attrition this year. It really is attrition. It's the survival of the fittest because Cooks likes the Cooks is another two and a half months away. Mm. Um, and we saw keep, Glover on the sideline too, and it did not look like yeah, Glover was anywhere uh, in no. the next month or maybe even two months back. Like he's still he yeah. still had the crutch and was heavily heavily, heavily in the, stri- yeah strapped and and limping. What do you call it? A moon knee? It's called a, a rom knee. Yeah, so it's like a moon boot, but you feel your knee. It's range of motion knee knee mm. brace. Um, yeah, and uh, kick it looked okay, which was mm. good. We yeah, good address to too, and that's you know address yes, the crowd. Yes, indeed. It's a shame um, we didn't sign Humpho back. He could have crooned, put a song <laughs> out. <laughs> a bit of Elvis Valentine's Day special. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, worried, man. Worrying, very worrying. I, I don't, yeah, look on our track record of signing injury placements and not being able to get some of the better sort of rim protectors that are still out there. I'm still looking at this going, ooh, like I don't think we're going to get a good replacement even if we do get a replacement. So I'm just fingers crossed hoping that he's all right. I agree. Uh, non non contact injury. Um, anything else from this game? Newley's again. He's around the basket game. He almost looked scared in this game to to get to the hole. It was like he was I, in his own he head. Might, he might be injured. I don't know. If maybe he's carrying something we don't know about. And it's just like, well, Newley, you have to play because we have no one else. Mm. Scary. And DJ. Oh yeah, we should actually talk about that final play. DJ basically had to be off the floor because <laughs> Didi. Oh, and Didi was back. Forgot about that, did he? Minus yeah, did thirteen he? on the night, just just doing his uh, plus minus justice again. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, I think it wasn't. I mean, down that stretch where we kind of came back and and made it a game, did he played really well defensively? He really, and did. that's his. I think that's his his way back into form. Form, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Because he just, hasn't. I I almost feel like he hasn't really shot the ball that well this year, even when he has been healthy. And he, but he hasn't really been healthy a mm. little this year. He's had back complaints. And this is, what, two years running he's had back complaints mm. now? Mate, if you're the Pelicans, you're like, mm. Yeah, a little bit like, ooh, don't know about this. But it's the Pelicans. Yeah. They got Zion, so he can afford yeah, to kind of just coast a little bit. Yeah. But it's still a little, yeah. And he, he looked good defensively. It's very solid staying in front of guys. Yeah. Um, so hopefully in the next few weeks, if he, he can get back to some sort of defensive frame then he can he can go a long way to getting back on offense because uh yeah shoot one of six on the night every time he put up a shot of three oh five from three i just was like that's not going down like it just no, didn't it's, look, it's missing by a long way look good um but yeah so that that whole fourth quarter where essentially we had to play seven minutes without a center uh, a lot of people were sort of saying dj should have come back in 
Um, but how how well Bruce has been playing this season defensively, I don't think you could have brought him back for D, um, for Bruce because they kind of rinsed DJ a couple of times very early yeah. on in that game. Um, part of their run to sort of make it, I think it was about 12 out of 12 point lead the start of the game was basically they were abusing DJ. Uh, biggest scoring run, eight. Oh, biggest lead, 12, yeah. So they were kind of abusing DJ a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, so that lineup, what was it? It was Ware, Moller, Lazada, Brad Newley. Bruce. Sean Bruce, and yep. that was seven minutes of, I don't know if you could have brought DJ back. Like a lot of people were upset that he didn't come back in the game. I don't know if you could have brought him back, really. Well, yeah, because I think the flow of the game was that we were going for tit for tat, really. So mm. it was Casper dialing up some good offense. Um, it was Moller on the defensive end. Lazada was locking guys down. Um, you can't really put two shooters in. You need someone who's going to facilitate the offense. And, and you know, Brucey 10 times, you know, that's the guy who's going to potentially work in the pick and roll mm. and, and, and defend quite well. I mean, he didn't have a great offensive game, but, um, yeah, I, I, I would agree with Ford there that, you know, it, it, at that point it was hard to bring DJ back in. Mm. You know, if we're, if we're eight points down, then, yeah, you kind of bring him back in to, for some firepower, but... You go and tit for tat, then you got to keep it as is. Mm. So it's Bruce assisted Ware uh, with six minutes to go. Moller assisted Newley. Uh, DJ hit a two. Uh, sorry, Lazada hit a, a two. Floating jump shot from Casper. Layup for Casper. Free throw because it was an and one. Uh, Shawnee Bruce assisted Moller again on a driving layup. And Ware with another ISO jumper, no, unassisted. And then that was it. So what about that final play? The uh, I thought I was watching, uh, I can't remember who it was, Jason Tyrell, I think it was, had a video of it, and it looked like a breakdown. Deng Deng actually didn't know who he was guarding, and Diddy was the guy who come off um, a screen and then was going to shoot it, and obviously he's not shooting the ball. He's 0-5, finds Newley in the corner, and corner Brad's always best Brad. He just missed it. It was a bit of a, a, bit of a disappointing end. Uh, I liked I, it. I like that play, but I, I would have liked to have seen DJ shoot that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, in, in that last, last this is where you bring DJ back in for that last dial-up play. Mm. Um, there's no point putting Moller in on the floor with three seconds left, you mm. know what I mean? Like there's there's another shooter. You put all your shooters in and, and you set a couple of rub screens and you get him over in the corner or even off a curl. Mm. Um I like the play. Don't get me wrong. It, it, I actually thought the play was good. It was you know, no team would assume that you're going to Brad Newley in the corner for your for your um, final shot, and he's been shooting the ball at fifty percent. He's mm. a you know fifteen year veteran of of the game, um, so I'm definitely happy that the mm. uh, the shot went to him. But, yeah, I think you know, the only only other shot might have been a DJ. You know, maybe DJ gets that look that Lazada got, turns and shoots it. You know, I think yeah. that probably would have been maybe the only other. It's also not really his strong side. I think DJ kind of, kind of likes to shoot it from the opposite side. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's a shame, a real heartbreaker. I think it would have been a bit of a burglary if we had to come back and won that game yeah. somehow. Yeah. A little bit of a burgle. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't to be. Uh, now we're moving on to I think there's cup fixtures to Should come. Three, two, one. Should yeah, and no, I'm just well, just sort of saying now we're we're looking at cup fixtures. So there's a couple of double rounds coming up with this cup. Uh, I think games are going to come thick and fast. What's your feeling on what the like where this team is? I, it's yeah. I, for my mind, we're probably just above the breakers. I think we can pull out a couple of wins here and there, but. With the injuries, with Martin down, look, if we make these games competitive, I'll be happy, to be honest with you. If mm. we just don't get blown out, if we make these games competitive, we can get, you know, close enough to, you know, that'll be a good good outcome for me, get these guys playing together. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not hoping for miracles. This isn't the same feel as last year. We're just like, we've got Bogut, got Lazada. We've got all this firepower, you know, we're going to win. You know, this is it. We're going to win. We've got a great coach. This year feels like, well, it's COVID. These guys haven't played basketball in a fucking long time. You know, we've, they're all, you know, taking pay cuts. Mm. You know, we don't have the same caliber. We don't have the same firepower. Bogut's kind of dicked us around and retired too late. So we couldn't go after like a really, 
we got lucky with Joel Martin. We don't have a traditional center. We don't have a traditional rim protector. Um, you know, Hunter's been decent this year, not, you know, outstanding, not really a scorer. It's kind um, of second-year level, though, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, look, for a guy that played college for four years in the American system, I'm just very surprised that he isn't more aware of what's going on. And was, just, was quite well, like, not like great, but quite well lauded and well respected too. I was, I'm still a little bit like, what's going on there? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Just, just quickly. Uh, I think it was five, seven, uh, six wins and one loss to start last season. That obviously kind of helps getting six wins and one loss to start a season. Mm. Um, but looking at some of these plus minus numbers, um, Didi last year was at plus 31. He's currently at minus 20 this season uh and then who is the other one it's newly was it plus 35 and he's currently and plus one so there's definitely issues i think collectively on this team in the in the makeup of these lineups and there's a lot of glue but not enough things to glue together (laughs) really i think is the best way to describe that um all right let's let's move to tipping uh, round six is apparently the cup. <laughs> the, uh, the lockdown cup. Yeah, the lockdown cup. So so we heard anything else on what's happening with that cup? We haven't really, have we? I don't know. Yeah, man. This is this will be some announcements this week. The lockdown's meant to end on Wednesday, so I suppose we'll know more then. But uh, you know what Dan Andrews are like? This could go on until uh, 2022. Hey, hey, hey. He's acting, <laughs> he's acting on advice. Come on, mate. <laughs> mate, when, when Lee sells from the ABC grills you for oh. 10 minutes. Then you know that there's problems. Yuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a bit of a let's talk about Cup. Are you fired up? Pfft, nah. No. Just. No. Why are we doing this? Such like, a gamble, the- man. Like, I, 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 I applaud the NBL for being like, let's, let's zany, zany it up. Let's try and throw something in the mix. But this all just feels a bit like, ooh, like, what are we doing here, boys? Like, like it's 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 the wrong year to bring this in. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, we're going to play some games and we don't know where they're going to be and we're going to do it and then we're all going to go down to Melbourne for four weeks and play a cup. You're just like, one, the teams are struggling. So how are you going to structure it where there's, you know, a, like just play in their home arenas. Let the fans come and pay to see these teams play. So now you're going to have potentially eight games where Cairns isn't getting paid, although they've had a good home stretch run. Sydney's not getting paid. The Hawks aren't getting paid. Like, it's just, to me, it was just like, and you can potentially win 150 grand. It's just like, no, no. Well, that, now think about Sydney. We have to play two games at home and be like, yeah, home. And then just be like, and now we're back on the road. <laughs> Great. Playing another, like, what, eight or nine games, I think it'll end up being. More yeah. than that, maybe, even. Yeah, it's just ugh, not- Just, ugh, no, no, thanks. Um, but so essentially, yeah, round six was announced. Um, so we'll go through. Uh, do, do you want me to read you out the fixtures? Yes, please. Um, so uh, as I go, or do you want? Yeah, as you go. We'll go. We'll as, you go. as you go. Okay, because I haven't done the tips either. I only just put them together just before we started here tonight. Uh, first game, Taipans versus Hawks. I'm going to have to go Hawks, man. I'm just. Yeah, I'm riding this Hawks train. Yeah. I'm just so bummed that we didn't get Gorgie, man. <laughs> Um, and let me just quickly bring up. I had the actual drawer itself that I got it on. No, I'm not going to be able to pick it up. I don't think. Um, no, I don't think I'm going to. All right, we'll just go how it is. Uh, United versus Perth. United. United. What's up with Perth? Just getting hammered the other night. Yeah, hammering SEM and then just getting hammered. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I'll also go United. They'll be undefeated, continuing their undefeated streak. Uh, Southeast Melbourne versus the Bullets. I'm going to go with the Bullets, man. Bullets, they won tonight. Sobey's just rat boys on fire. Yeah, the rat. <laughs> the rat. <laughs> he looks like a rat. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Southeast Melbourne. Rowdy's not going to be down there yet. No, he's mm. going to do his two weeks quarantine. Mm, mm, tough one, tough one. Now, now I know why I do these before the <laughs> before the pod starts because I'm sitting there going, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, let's go bullets as well. I think 
Uh, Kings will be playing the 36ers again. Now we just have zero centers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. Adelaide. Although, Jordy did do a decent job on Isaac. He did, but I don't trust him to play 32 minutes and not foul out. So I'm going to go Adelaide. All right, I'm going Kings just for fun. Just a light tip in the Kings. Uh, Hawks will be playing New Zealand. Uh, Hawks. Yeah, I had that typed out before you even said it. Hawks. Uh, United will then be playing the Taipans. United. United. United again. Uh, then the Kings will be playing Perth in a grand final rematch. I'm going to go Kings on this one. Kings. You like the Kings up against Perth? I do. Because Perth have got like this weird array of, you know, if Cotton's not playing well, it's like, well, Toddy Blanchfield. And you're like, Toddy Blanchfield just fires up bombs. Like yeah. it's, it's so unusual to see a Perth team that doesn't just have like, wow, you've got a second scorer that just takes over and like exists in your offense in the way you play. Like it just, it's him just firing up bombs. It just looks bizarre. To me, it's, anyway. feast or, it's feast or famine. They're like the, is the J.R. Smith of the NBL. Um, and they just, Nick Cave, if Nick Cave plays with them, it's like, yeah, Perth. But I, I think Jordy and Moller can get under their skin a bit and they can speed the pace up. We've got good defensive guards. Casper's mm. been defending really well. So I'm going to go to Kings on this one. He always gets rinsed by Bryce Cotton, but. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how we go. Uh, I went with Kings also. So 36ers and Southeast Melbourne is the last. Fixture in round six. Southeast Melbourne. Southeast Melbourne. Uh, I might go 36s just for fun. Uh, 3 2 1. Sorry, we should have done that before. Uh, yeah, first game. Sorry about I think that. I'm going to go Jurel, Casper, and then DJ. I went where Martin, Bruce. Okay. Shawnee B. Because he hit some this- big buckets. So second game, Moller, three. Where, two. Bruce, one. I went DJ, oh. where, Bruce. Sorry. That's all right. I just think Moller, man, just the way yeah, he played true. down that it's seven-minute stretch, I just can't go. That That is a man-of-the-match performance. It was a Herculean effort. It was. It was. Um, Grandiosis. I think that's that's about it. So any any other things we kind of need to talk about before we get out of here? Not really. I suppose we'll we'll come back next Monday and and talk about what kind of happens at this cup. Yeah, we got to do a little research and do a little looky looky into what's going going on here. Because yeah, I just got a feeling this is going to be like, what what are we doing here? What are we doing? <laughs> Why? Why are we doing this? But I, again, I'll go back to my, I always say it every time we talk about it. It's like, why didn't they run this side-by-side, man? Yeah. I would have loved that. That would have been awesome to run a side-by-side cup. We're just like, ooh, knockout competition, sweet. And you throw a bunch of pub teams in there, rec yeah, center exactly. teams, bang. Like, that'd be great. Yeah. And you get no. the rec, rec center teams involved, get everyone involved. Um, but yeah, yeah it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. All right. Um, so as always, if you've gotten this far, make sure you like, and subscribe on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, as well as if you want to listen to this on audio form, you can find us on Apple podcasts, on Google podcasts and Spotify. And as always, we will see you guys next time on the King's Dime.